Hello. Hello. Welcome back to Just Another Murder Cast. Just Another Murder Cast. Yay, Jam. Yay, Jam. <laughs> okay. So we're behind. So behind. But it's fine. It's fine. It's Haley's fault. But it's, it's fine. It's my, so it's my bad. I'm tired. Okay. But we have some really surprising news. Really, really, really fucking exciting news. Sorry. I about. am so excited for this news. Do you want to say it? You want to say it? Uh, okay, ready? Yeah. Ready? One, two, three. We have a sponsor! <laughs> Sorry, that was so loud. It wasn't. It went all the way to the top on the little recording. Thing. Okay, so we have a sponsor. I'm so excited. Um, so we're going to start into our first commercial, but um, <laughs> just because like I, I like to call it a commercial. Right away. Because we're so bougie. So our first sponsor of the day is actually um, a company that we know pretty well. Um, one of our friends. Um, so it's Dead Crow Defense. And we love Dead Crow Defense. We do. So we don't end up um, on Just Another Murder Cast. Get your shit from deadcrowdefense.com. They believe in defending the weak by putting more firepower into the hands of good people. You can shop online at www.deadcrowdefense.com. They have tasers, pepper spray, ass-beating batons, and more. Y'all, these tasers are not just like the little stun guns that you can buy at most stores. They, they are, are illegal in Canada, by the way. They are illegal in Canada. That got They got me kicked out of Canada. That's a whole other thing. Mm -hmm. But these are tasers that actually shoot the little prongs out. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to be right up on somebody to mm -hmm. taste their ass. If you don't have a gas mask or body armor, what are you doing? They have ammo in stock. Um, all orders ship out the next business day. And they have some really awesome merch. Yeah, they have t-shirts, hats, and they have dad visors. They're, for all yes. those dad bods out there. Um, So I actually have the t-shirts and the hats. And they're one of our favorites. Because I like the logo on them, and then they have the good colors. They do have the good mm -hmm. colors. Yeah, I told him um, that I needed matching t-shirts for my kids, too. I love that. So, don't if, and if you look online and you don't see anything that you need, you can always email sales at deadcrowdefense.com, and they can do a custom order for you. Y'all, and they're giving you 10% off on all items just for being one of our listeners. Shut up. We're so fancy. Oh, my gosh. The discount code is YAYJAM. All one word. All one word. Y'all go visit de deadcrowdefense.com. Um, don't let your ass get murdered. That's right. I'm so excited. <laughs> All righty. So let's go into, oh my gosh. Okay, Haley's comments. I don't really have any comments today. I'm tired. Well, I don't really have any comments either. But we got something else that's really fun. We would also, let's just uh, skip it all. Let's go to the shout outs, okay? Okay. Because, like, if if you're, listen, any kind of comment, any kind of review is a is a review. Does that make sense? What am I trying to say? Like, any news, news is, good, is good, news. good news? Yes. Okay. So, like, I didn't even know this, but um, go to your little purple, your little purple icon. And we actually have uh, one new review. Yes. We want to thank Madison Hannon. She actually worked with me at National for just a little bit, and she left us a very nice review, and I love it. Aww. But we let's also. talk about something we don't love. <laughs> we have our first one-star review. Okay, I like it. What up. a twat. I actually love it because you know this is not our friends or family that has done it. It is someone that we don't know. Or Which means? That other people are listening to what our What if it was somebody we don't like? Come forward. It was probably my dad. Come at me. Let's be. Let's I mean, be unless honest. it was your dad. Don't come at me. My dad is probably it. like, 
Uh, too much cussing. <laughs> One star. One star. <laughs> and I don't know how to write a review, so that's all you get. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, if you have, if you wrote the one star, um, let us know why. We don't care. We're just excited you listened. Yeah. Uh-huh. That, well, she's excited. I'm a little butt hurt, but whatevs. Whatever. I mean, you do you boo. Mm-hmm. Um, let's get into it. Warning. Yes. This, this is a murder podcast, guys. It's about murder. Yeah. So don't listen with your kids. Also, um, our language tends to be a little bit colorful. We're working on it. But, but we haven't perfected it yet. It's still in there. Then we never intend to um, offend or I don't know the word I'm looking for. We don't make fun of the victims. We make fun of the murderers because yeah. we don't give a shit. They deserve it. Let's mm, be honest. Let's, let's be honest. So let's play rock, paper, scissors. Are you ready? Okay, hold on. How are we doing it this week? I can't believe we didn't have any comments before the show. I think it was just we were so stuck on that we have a sponsor right now. We're just so excited oh, about it. Also, Definitely. don't forget to go to um, anywhere you get your podcast. Go like, scri- subscribe, um, rate, review, unless you want to give us one star, and then you can... Um, then you can also go to Patreon, www.patreon.com slash just another murder cast. And we have bonus episodes. We're recording our first bonus episode tonight. We are. Yep. All right. Rock, paper, scissors. How are we doing it? Okay. So the rules of rock, paper, scissors are horseshit. No, this is how we're doing it this time. It does not matter who wins. The loser goes first. <sighs> okay. I think y'all both have done it and gone first enough that you can kind of just throw that where that does actually make sense. Because it, it does make zero sense to win and then have to go first. But that's what <laughs> it's like. Please lose. Please lose. <laughs> Haley did that last time though, and she refused to go first. Yeah, she she just makes her rules up as she goes. Yes, yeah, she does. Yeah, but that's not fine. this time. Okay, loser goes first. Loser goes Ready. first. Rock, Rock paper scissors shoot. Rock paper scissors shoot. Rock paper scissors shoot. No, Rock paper scissors shoot. Ooh, I hate it. Y'all, I, I won. I, Wait. I wanted to give something to you, but I don't know where I put it. I was going to have a little folder for you to hide your stuff so you can't accuse me of looking at your murder Listen, like you always let do. let me tell you. I'm not even concerned about you looking at my murder this time. If you could just focus this time. Okay. Well, we've already decided food, so. Yeah. So, Beth called me, and we were going to record the podcast this morning. So, I called her yesterday because I had to work today, but I had off a little bit of time in the morning. But I called her and I was like, hey, do you want to do it like tomorrow morning or do you want to do it tomorrow night? And she was like, I mean, I don't care. What do you want to do? And I was like, well, I know that if I come over tomorrow night, um, your husband will feed me dinner. <laughs> yeah. I was like, why don't we do it during the day so you don't have to worry about your kids? And she's like, no, I want to do it at night. I was like, why didn't you just say that? <laughs> we could have saved so much time. Do you not feel safe at home? <laughs> I just know I get dinner here. And it and I don't better. It does taste better. All right. So I'm going first. So the title of this one is Can't Brag About It. (laughs) Okay. Picture this. September 9th, 2002. Thomaston, Georgia. Which, if you're a TikTok person, anybody else a TikTok person? Do you not watch Kylie Strickland? Um, Or Josh Terry? I don't watch either one of those. But I like um, that Bailey girl on... Sarian? Yeah. Okay, she's not from Georgia. Well, I don't know her life. Okay. Well, so it's my that? TikTok people. Thomas in Georgia. Yeah. Um, Google it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, I think, I don't think it's that far. Um, I want to say like past Greensboro. Okay. Right? You have to figure it out. Okay. You have to figure that out on your own, guys. That's not part of <laughs> Haley's story. 
rookie officer Drew Jackson was on parole. Parole. He was, was he not on parole because he shouldn't be a cop if he's on parole. <laughs> it's where Lincoln Park is. Wow. Not the band. It's actually, yeah. it's actually a place. Where? Thomaston. 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 Yeah, it's mm-hmm. South Georgia. Okay. Rookie officer Drew Jackson was on patrol when a call came through. Thomaston resident James Mann called to report that he had found his neighbor, Tom Bragg, dead in his home. Y'all are about to be confused as hell <laughs> okay. on this episode. The Toms, the Tims, the Tim, I don't know. Okay. You got to get them different names in so that we can remember them. Uh, no. No. Nope. Just go. Okay. This was Officer Jackson's first scary call like this. Things like this don't happen in this tiny little rural town. When Jackson arrived at the home, James Mann was in the front yard, clearly distraught. The officer knew by the look on his face that this was not going to be good. Upon entering the house, Jackson was surprised to see that the house was clean. No disarray, nothing that grabbed his attention until he saw blood in the dining room. But just little baby droplets. Again, nothing nothing crazy. He proceeded back. hold on. It's not crazy for a baby to be bleeding in Haley's house. <laughs> well, it wasn't actually a baby bleeding. It was just baby droplets. Like means... little tiny baby droplets. Like little mommy bleeding. and daddy baby. Not bug. like, but like. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. He proceeded back to the bedroom where he stood still in shock. Not like still in shock. He stood, stood still in shock. Okay. okay. Got it. Got it. He could see a body on the bed with a pillow covering the victim's face. There was a large pool of coagulated blood under the bed. Blood and tissue covered the walls and the ceiling. And Jackson knew the victim was clearly deceased. So he's like, nope, not even going in there. Mm-mm, can't save him. It's kind of his job. Yeah, I was <laughs> did go in. Did he not know that before <laughs> no. signing up? Like, no, he said no. I didn't no. know I'd see dead people. <laughs> he said, uh, he called, so he just called everybody. But he's like, not going in he's there. He's like, listen, I'm new here. <laughs> I'm going to need all the other people. <laughs> listen, I am not touching that body. So the victim was 46-year-old Thomas Bragg. Tom was born in Atlanta, Georgia, with his twin brother, Tim, and his four older siblings. He was known as the calm and collected brother, while Tim was the wild and crazy one. After high school, Tom started his career as a trucker, but he didn't like the solitude of it until he found his wife, Frederica, a waitress at the local Hiddle House where they met. They had two children, in which he would take on the road with him during the summer. That's a redneck, like, dream. (laughs) <laughs> or like movie it's a redneck movie it's like fell in love with a waffle house waitress had some kids we hit the road together stopping no, every waffle house she wasn't house waffle everywhere. house it was huddle house oh, listen to the story huddle house is better because they have french fries you're high <laughs> okay so every summer he would take the kids with him during the whole summer um on the road so they got to see everywhere whatever but again with him being gone so much um it caused the marriage to you know not work Tom moved back to Thomaston, Thomaston, Tom, Tim, to be with his family when he met his second wife at a bar one night with his brother. Does her name start with a T? Because if it doesn't, she can't be in the story. Unfortunately, it does not. Mm. Well, Marianne Nance was born in Mississippi, I think. I don't, I might have read it wrong, where she got pregnant at the age of 15 and was forced to marry her boyfriend because parents, you know, they live in the South and you have to marry your boyfriend and blah, 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 blah. Is it even legal to get married at 15? If your parents like sign off, right? I feel like we have a lot of coincidences in our story, but I just realized that that's not for this week. That's for next week. Okay. Okay. They went on to have three daughters, but divorced seven years later. So this was her, this was her first marriage, right? Not Tom. Right. 
Uh, they divorced seven years later. Apparently, he was a big old tool. Marion worked two jobs to support her girls. And five years later, she went on to marry an older man, James Wright. Everyone loved him. He loved the kids. He was a wonderful. But sadly, after 10 years, they decided to split. Uh, they continued to be really good friends. Like, they were like BFF. He showed up everywhere all the time, right? Kind of creepy. Yeah. Um, and they worked, raised the kids together. I mean, that's nice. Which is all, yeah, it's how it should be. It should be. But he, he showed up in a creepy way. Okay. To, to everywhere. Marianne then met Tom through mutual friends. The couple, well, they, okay, so they met through Tom's twin brother, Tim, his wife. Got it? And Thompson. <laughs> and Thomas then. <laughs> Everyone loved both of them. They were both kind and funny, just like a good couple when they first met. They also, like, some of them were saying, like, she tried too hard, but, like, just she just wanted to be liked. Yeah. Tom then quit driving trucks so he could be with his family. He went into construction with his brother, Tim. Mistake. And it was going well until tragedy struck. They were working on a church, and the roof that they were working on collapsed. Both men broke both ankles and both legs. And these are the twins. The identical twins. <laughs> was it the same ankles and the same legs? Both, like both ankles. Right? Both ankles and both, both legs. legs. Oh, I thought mean, you said like So, yes, the same ankles, ankles like, four yeah, legs, sorry, I didn't all broken, both sorry, in a wheelchair. Sorry, I went to County. <laughs> It Thanks. says dot, 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 twins. <laughs> twins. <laughs> Tim came to stay with Tom and Mary Ann so that she could take care of both of them. Since they were both in wheelchairs and couldn't do shit. Both men recovered well and Tim moved back out. Um, all was well. Well, I guess it wasn't his wife. It was his girlfriend. He moved back in with his girlfriend. I don't know why he didn't stay there. She, I don't know. Didn't say. Whatever. All was well until it wasn't. Shortly after this, when, Tom and, when Thomas and PD found Tom dead in his bed, bludgeoned to death. The GBI was brought in because this really wasn't something Thomaston was, like, equipped for. Mm-hmm. Because they're a small shithole town, I think. I think. I could be wrong, but um, I'm pretty They sure. might be a very lovely town. You don't know. You've never been there. I feel like we've been there. How will we not have been there? Then where's it at? South Georgia. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> like, West of Macon. It's uh, right below Greensboro. I think it's, like, past Greensboro. It's way past Greensboro. You gotta keep on going south. <laughs> I need to know how south. Like, Vidalia South? It's, like, Perry west, south? It's west of Macon. I don't know what West means. So, North, Never South, eat East, sour West. Yeah, but, like, I don't get it. Okay. But I know if I want to go North, so I go to Greensville. Further Greenville. towards California. Ew. Like, West Georgia? <laughs> it's like, you go South to Macon, and then you make a right. Like, Alabama. No, what's the next? South. Yeah, towards Georgia. Alabama. There you go. Got it. But the South end of Alabama. Yeah. Okay, got it. I'm with it. I can get South. I get southeast because I know if I want to go east, you go to the water. If you go yeah. southwest, you go to the water too. Yeah, it just takes longer. <laughs> yeah, but like if I'm going to Savannah, I'm going to the east coast. Yes. Yes, yes you are. Got it. Okay. Investigators could tell all the wounds on his head just were consistent with the fact that he had been hit with a claw hammer. Hammer claw. Whatever. Hammer claw. Whatever. Yeah. I need a white claw. And gets the nails out. (laughs) They believe that Tom didn't even see his attack coming, that he was asleep, and the first blow to the head was the deadly one. The police department determined Tom had been murdered in the early hours of the morning, but no robbery or break-in, so clearly it had to be somebody he knew. Also, the pillow being on his face is a crime of passion. Like, I don't want to see what I've done. Yeah. So it has to be somebody he knew, right? Yeah. Investigators knew it was Tom. Two. Investigate. Thank you. Good for you. I have so many theories going through my head right now. Oh my god! But the whole I time. don't want to throw it out. And be like, 
then I just insulted a dead person so that, like me listen, and Haley have done before. <laughs> listen, the whole time I was literally like, this could take a hundred different turns, right? right? Hold on. It gets, it gets a windier. First up, the neighbor, James Mann and his wife, Lee Henry. Why they have two different last names? I don't know. James was supposed to take Tom to the parts store to get something fixed in his truck, but he never showed up. So that's why James went over to his house to check on Tom. He said the door was open, but nobody answered. Like when the door started, was wide open? Or I the think it was just like unlocked. cracked, but he like knocked, nobody answered. So he's like, let me go. Like, what's up? What's up? Right? Mm-hmm. So then that's when he discovered him and called the police officers. Or did he? Did he do it and wah, then call wah, the cops? Yes. And that's where the baby droplets came from. <laughs> okay another question wait where was marianne when talking to the neighbors lee informed them that she had already called marianne james and lee also told them that they had seen marianne leave the house around 6 a.m that morning and she told them that she had a doctor's appointment she was acting normal nothing out of the or- ordinary they also said they saw a red glow of a cigarette on the front porch which was normal marianne pulled up to the house then and they told her he's dead and she loses it you know, just, uh, but they did say like, we saw that we saw a cigarette after she left. So like, usually he would go outside in the mornings and like smoke a cigarette on the front porch. Yeah. And so, but they saw the red glove, a cigarette after she left. So that PD's like, hold on. Then he was, so it wasn't her. Right. Cause she was gone. Yes. Once she could gather herself, she confirms that she left about 6am for her daughter's appointment. And she went to go pick up her friend, Deborah to go with her around seven and then made their way to LaGrange for the doctor's appointment. It was about an hour away. The appointment was at 8. They still inspect her, and they inspect her truck for blood or bodily fluids. They said, if you saw this crime scene, you would know that whoever did this would have evidence on them. Like, there's no way that this was a clean act. Yeah. But she didn't have anything on or around her or nothing like that. They proceeded to ask her if she could think of anyone who would do this. Everyone liked Tom. He never had any problems, but Marianne told him, you know what? His brother Tim's always had problems around town. He'd been having, he'd been staying here, sleeping in that guest room, and they could have gone in there and mistaked it because he was in the guest room. Okay. Tim was dead in the guest room. That would suck. Right? Yeah, they could have mistaked it because they were like identical. Maybe someone came in, got confused. Um, so he was in the guest room because when Tim left, Tom, when Tim left, he was still in so much pain, like, in the bed and stuff that, like, he was afraid she would kick him in the middle of the night, whatever. So, he's like, well, let me just go lay in here. Right. I'm just going to sleep in the other room. Yes. Which is normal, right, for marriage. Like, if you're too much, go to the other room. Yeah, we don't do that. Oh, I we do. I just sit miserable. No, I'm like, get the hell up. Or I get the hell up. Mm-hmm. So, investigators bring Tim in for questioning. And he's like, yeah, I mean, I like to party and have a good time. But, like, I don't make a habit out of making enemies. That's just not me. As they were finishing the interview, they noticed a spot of blood on his cast. Ooh. Right. I know. Like, now you're like, okay, shit. Here goes another one, right? What a jerk. Yeah. He denied any involvement. And Bonnie, the friend that set them up, the his girlfriend, the one that set up Tim and, or whatever, Tom and Marianne. Oh, there's too many T's. Cooperated his story and said that he had stayed with her that night and he had not left. So they let it go. And Tim then tells detectives that he thinks he knows who did this because he thinks this wasn't the first attempt. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Tim says that after the roofing accident at the church left them both severely injured, Tom went back to see what had happened. And he noticed that one of the wall bearings had been cut through with a saw. Oh, so someone was trying to kill them both. Mm-hmm. He said that he believed James Wright, remember her 
husband, mm-hmm. her second husband, had something to do with this. Why does he think he does? He was there that day at the church. Oh. James Wright was seen at the church the day before the roofing accident. No one knew why he was there. Um, but they knew that, like, James and Tom weren't, like, I mean, they weren't, like, enemies, but they weren't, like, too keen on each other. But cordial. James was still obsessed with Marianne. Like, he would do anything for her. Okay. So, investigators tracked down Wright for some questioning, which he complies to. And he openly admits, like, hey, I still love Marianne. And I would do anything for her, but I wouldn't hurt anybody, including Tom. He agreed to a polygraph, which he passed with flying colors, and had an airtight alibi. I don't know what it was, but apparently it was airtight. I don't know. That's just what they said. <laughs> but it was true. <laughs> Thomas and Petey didn't have anything else to go on, so they just started asking questions to Tom's friends and family. They were surprised to learn some fun little details about old Marianne. Apparently, Marianne was quite the little hoe bag mm. and was having multiple affairs. Hussy. Little hussy ho. She started at 15. Oh my gosh. You know what I think? What? You ever think like somebody's going to listen to this and like Marianne or somebody's going to listen to this and like they're going to come after us. Okay. Well, come after me because I shop at Doug Crow Defense. Nice plug. <laughs> 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 that was so good. <laughs> that was Haley serving it up and you smash it. That was, a, that was like a volley. What's it called? Like when they spike it, like yes, you serve that it was up a, and then you that spike was a, it down. That was a spike. I'm so proud of <laughs> I'm you. I'm so proud of you. My face is red now. <laughs> I know. You go, girl. <laughs> Dang, that was good. Okay. <clears throat> so she was a hoe and was having tr- having multiple affairs, and they provided a few names of her alleged daddies. <laughs> I know y'all <laughs> like that word so much. <laughs> and to their surprise, one of the names on the list was the neighbor, James Mann. The one that discovered the body. Right? Who's confused as fuck right now? (laughs) All right. (laughs) What? Is what I wrote. Neighbors said that a few weeks before the murder, there was a showdown at the local Walmart between the two. Really, it's just an exchange of words, but whatever. Police are like, pause. Why would Tom be asking a man for a ride if he thought he was having an affair with his wife? Like, that doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. So, James' story doesn't make sense. James confirms the affair. When they went over there, confirms the affair, but says, like, that was long, that's long over, and I have nothing to do with this. Lee backs up her husband, saying her husband was home with her. The only inconsistencies about their story now was, like, hey, maybe we didn't see a cigarette. Like, maybe it was, like, the reflection of a taillight or just, like, I don't know. Maybe Like, we're all wrong. of a sudden, we're changing our story. Right. We don't know. Think about somebody else. It wasn't us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, like, I think Marianne was home. I don't know. But this raised the eyebrows even farther. Without concrete evidence that Tom was still alive after Marianne left, she was back to the top of the suspect list. They decided to dig a little further into Marianne, obtaining a search warrant for her belongings as well as her computer. Well, we knew that she was a hoe, but it turns out she was a hardcore cyber hoe. Oh, really? Yes. When I tell you, they referred to it as a laundry list (laughs) of men. They did. All right, all of her kinky desires, wants, and favors were all out in the public now. Awkward. Okay, can I just say something? Yes. I am so worried. Not really worried. I don't know what anyone would find about me. But when you read stories like this and, like, someone gets murdered, all of a sudden, like, all of a sudden, all the things that girl has ever done comes forward. Like, she kissed me in 2001. Yes. Uh, but, know? like, or if you become famous, too. Yeah. All of your all shit out. gets aired. And, and I'm, I'm like, like nah. Mm, no, like that's no. People change. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Among the list of suitors was a local pastor. Oh, God. Yep. Turns out, Pastor Tom Craven was the pastor of the church where the roof accidentally fell in. That must be some good (laughs) Ew. (laughs) Sus. He was also the freaking pastor for Tom's funeral. What a jerk. What What a jackass. Like, how f***ing cold do you have to be? His (laughs) daughter was I know I was banging your wife. I left those little boys for you, your <laughs> wife, but I'll be the one that puts you off. Yeah, so the daughter was pissed. Investigators interviewed Pastor Tom, in which he lied in front of God. Very pastorly. Yeah, he lied in front of God and the law. Well, let's be he honest, lied. he already didn't care about any of that. Well, you know what? He's a liar. Denying everything. Detectives were like, oh, okay, I mean, that's funny and all, but like, here's proof. And they pulled out the online chats. It's like when your parents ask you if you did something. Like, they already know that you did it. Mm -hmm. Just admit to it. Yeah. Pastor Tom was like, well, shit. That was just a moment of weakness. It only happened because after the accident, Marianne was having a hard time keeping up with the bills. So she came to me for help. And we just became like friends. Where basically I would pay her money. That's what I'm thinking. And she would spend the night at my house. It was weird. That is what I was thinking. I'm like, hold on. It says, okay, now let's chat about this. (laughs) Um, What? Like I, I would wake up and I would just feel really great for some reason after she. I was ready to out. preach I the was word. Ready to go, <laughs> but I was broke. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where my money went. But, but here's the thing, Pastor Tom also works the Air Force Base, and it's like two hours away. So that's where he was. Wasn't him. Prove it. He was at work. Sure. At the Air Force Base. I still don't like him. Right. Her whole list literally kept growing. But, of course, her daughter... Well, actually, it was her niece. Her niece was like, well, I mean, I know she cheated on her husband, but, like, that's not a crime. Like, it should be, though. Well, it's against the Ten Commandments, so... The commandments? Yeah, those commandments. (laughs) Don't be mean to me. (laughs) Okay, so the family had set up a tip line trying to get anything. Lo and behold, the officers receive a a tip. Uh Uh-huh, that's what you get for making fun of me. (laughs) They received a tip from a former son-in-law of Bragg's. They told him that years earlier, Marianne had asked him to get rid of James Wright, the second husband that does all the shit for her. (laughs) I mean, I'm done. Police were like, this bitch. So, to try and back up their claims, they went one by one through her, quote, long laundry list of men asking questions. And boy, did they rat her bitch ass out. Apparently... She had asked many of them questions like, hey, how can I get rid of him? Can I make him disappear? Can someone take him out? But this still wasn't enough to charge her. Uh, is there $5,000 missing from her bank account? <laughs> no, but the, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> you just wait. But there was no motive. Or was there? I mean, I feel like she already has a motive. Is she yeah. replacing Tom with Tim? <laughs> and then it'll be Timelson? <laughs> oh, my. Timiston. Timiston. <coughs> All right. Investigators got a hold of their financials and discovered that in February, Marianne had purchased a life insurance policy for Tom for $25,000. But he had no knowledge of it. And he, she told him that the only reason she did it is because like, he didn't believe in them. So she, she just kind of did it to have one. 
in listening and hearing a lot, it seems like it's very easy to carry life insurance on someone that doesn't even have to be there. Does, yeah. <laughs> well, to be fair, I got a life insurance policy on you and you didn't know about it. And then you asked me if I had. Oh, we were married. They were married? No. Nah. Yeah. Nah, I thought they broke. Nah, I know your I'm stuff. Not. You don't know mine. So I can get all kinds of stuff in your name. <laughs> uh, not anymore. <laughs> all right. He had no knowledge of it. So October 23rd, they asked her to come back for another interview to ask her about it. That didn't make sense. They first ask about her online skankiness, but she remains calm and is like, oh, like, that's just my role playing. These online things are just online. It's a coping mechanism for when I feel like I'm not happy in my marriage. She says, I'm supposed to be taken care of. I'm not supposed to be taking care of somebody. And then I put, uh, marriage? Right? Yeah, like, what happened to for richer, for poorer, sickness, and in health? Isn't that, like, the whole point of it? Yes. I mean, come on. Yeah. Like, first I would of all, love to be married to you, but only when you're rich and healthy. If yeah. you get poor or like, sick, take care of me. I'm out. Yeah. I don't want ill poor. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Help me. I'm poor. <laughs> okay. But she still denies any of the conversations about trying to get rid of Tom. She said people are just making that shit up. So police have a motive, but still no proof of anything. Did she do it? Did she find somebody to do it? But with nothing left, the trail goes cold for months. The end. That's not the end. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Tom's family was was pissed. (laughs) She was so proud of herself. I was so proud. I was so proud. I put the end. I'm just kidding. Okay. Mm. Tom's family was pushed. They called or went to the station every day for information. Like hounding them, whatever. Marianne would constantly call the police department, right? But never to ask about anything on the case. She was like, hey, where's my money? Where is my $25,000? Does she know that doesn't come from the police department? <laughs> I, who knows? <laughs> she yeah, even had Please the, don't be like, oh, right, I'm going to write a life insurance check out. <laughs> she even had the insurance company call asking if they could release the money to her. But the police were like, no, she's still on our suspect list. And insurance was like, I mean, that's fine. I was just calling because she told me to. So you cannot release the money if that person is still a suspect yeah makes so sense. that's what you get for being a conniving little stank stank ass hope they decided to start from square one again okay i'm like this is too many square ones there's so much going on here <laughs> like jesus christ it's gonna take forever guys <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we really have to start over Haley's like i can't investigate this again i've already <laughs> done it once i'm not starting over nope. this is just ridiculous nope so they re-interview marianne's friend deborah the one that went to the doctor's appointment with her and she reveals that, like, I wasn't 100% honest with you the day of the murder. She said that the day of the murder, Marianne had given her some drugs that morning. So she slept most of the way to LaGrange. But she did wake up at one point when the car stopped on a bridge and Marianne threw something out in a plastic bag. But she was super high, so she went back to sleep until they stopped again at the local Hardee's. That's not weird at all. Do you know what she did at Hardee's? Threw away a trash bag into their dumpster. Mm-hmm. If this bitch would have just told them what happened in the beginning, they could have gone to that f***ing Hardee's and gotten that trash bag out. But no, she kept her mouth shut for so long. It's probably in a landfill somewhere. How good of friends are they, though? I mean, well, yeah, you're right. If you threw away a trash bag, I wouldn't tell. Haley'd be like, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing happened. No, I no, rode with her the whole way, and we just sang songs, and that was it. Haley probably, you'd probably be like, um, I remember singing. I don't remember anything else. Um, <laughs> I don't even know where we went. 
but right. I was there. <laughs> oh, Beth was with me that day? Yes, yes. yes she she said she was with me? Yeah, we were definitely together. Uh-huh. Okay, so they started the Hardy. She threw away the, the large trash bag into their dumpster. Also, she said that Marianne made a strange statement to, at the psychiatrist's office, like, hey, I wonder, is everything here protected under the doctor-client thing? What is it called? Privilege. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Now, she made that statement that day. Detectives quickly went for a doctor for her went to the doctor for her records, but of course it was a fight. They had to jump through every hoop, and finally, after court and all that, they got the records in freaking two thousand and five. Well, I, I, I understand that to a point because it is confidential information. But if you do have a warrant for it, right? Me, that kind of right should super. I feel like it. if it's a murder thing, that's a little bit. It's a little yeah. bit different. Yeah. All right, so the records indicated that Marianne was distraught and had just been notified that her husband had been killed. Jokes, she hadn't been notified yet. Are mm. you kidding me? No, she had not been notified yet. Nobody had called her yet. Great. Oh, this was just good. as they were discovering the body. She's an idiot. F***ing <laughs> idiot. So on November 8th, 2005, Marianne Bragg was finally arrested and charged with felony murder, malice murder, and aggravated assault. We're Go investigators. <laughs> yeah. So her trial begins in September of 2006. They bring out all of the evidence and play out the scene. She was tired of being a housewife. 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 A housewife. And to back up their claims, they bring in her laundry list of boyfriends that she tried to hire to murder James and Tom. And they told all the shit. But the defense says, yo, this is just circumstantial. There is no concrete evidence. Just because she's asking other people to kill her husband doesn't, doesn't mean, mean she, she killed, killed her, her husband. husband. Yeah. Gosh. It's just a coincidence. Yeah. Jeez. Court went on for a week before the jury found Marianne guilty. Yes, on all three counts. She was sentenced to life in prison for malice murder. She was sentenced to life in prison for mel- felony murder and 20 years for aggravated assault. She um, never received her money, unfortunately. Aww. And she's still really pissed about it. But Aww. she also says, like, I'm still innocent. I deserve my money. So she is still in the pen. Think about how much that could buy her in the commentary. Her family is saying, it's like... a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> she said that it's her family problem. is still hoping that she gets out one day and that the, the truth is finally revealed. Well, that explains a lot. Yeah. So she went into his bedroom right before she left. She took a hammer and gave him one good blow to the head and then just started ha- the one blow was the deadly blow but then she just started hacking away and all his brain matter and everything was everywhere she changed clothes she put him in the in that trash bag and left the house but she still says she's innocent so she can wow. suck it would you like to know what i watched yes i'd love to know what you watched snap <laughs> <laughs> and the cinemaholic.com i got some information off of there okay. so that is don't brag about it I mean, what did I title it? Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Can't brag about it. Can't but, brag about this one. By the way, I love that Haley writes in punchlines. Like I have to. <laughs> I didn't write a lot of punchlines this time and I went by so much faster. Like we need to do like like we need to do the drums and cymbals. Yeah. <laughs> I would really, I would really like that. You know what? Do you know what my um <laughs> here goes my plug. Are you ready? Do you know what my story um teaches you? teaches me what does it teach you don't get murdered you know what you should do instead <laughs> visit deadcrowdefense.com 
That's right. Don't end up on our murder cast. Mm, nope. <laughs> Get your shit from DeadCrowDefense.com. We believe in defending the weak by putting more firepower in the hands of the good old people. Go to www.DeadCrowDefense.com. They have, sorry, I'm all wound, I'm all wound up now. She was so excited. I was. She was really out of breath at the end of it. I was. I'm out of shape. So they had tasers, pepper spray, ass beating, batons, and more. Please tell them about the fancy new taser. It's not a fancy new taser. It's just their fancy taser. Mm. It's like a police taser. So you don't have to, it's not a stun gun. Mm-hmm. It actually shoots out the little prongs and tases the crap out of you. If you get one, I will let you. I can tase you? Yes. Avery, she's coming for it. I'm so, so if you are in need of ammo, you can visit Dead Crow. If you if you are in need of ammo, you can, rec- I don't know what I'm talking about, but you can go to deadcrowdefense.com. I'll order ship out the next business day. They have the best t-shirts. My favorite hats are the, what are they called? The mesh back. Like a trucker um, hat. The trucker, I want to call them trucker hats, but I don't know if that's a thing anymore. But we love our Meshback cats. And then we have it in the, the olive green. Mm-hmm. Love it. Uh, if you don't see what you need there, you can ask them about a custom order. Just email sales at deadcrowdefense.com. Yep. And use the code YAYJAM for 10% off of all of your items. Yeah. Don't get your ass murdered. Shop at deadcrowdefense.com. What also, that? we'll get so much better at this. Don't worry. Yes. Also, if you do go there and you purchase something and use your code. Tell us about it. Tell us about it. We'd love to give you a shout out. I'm really excited. Yeah. Let us know what you bought. Let us know what you think about it. And taste yourself. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. No. I'm going <laughs> to taste Haley. I'm so excited about this. Oh, my God. I will literally shit my pants. It's fine. Probably. So Probably. It's mm-hmm. fine. I'm super excited. Avery, thank you so much. And we are so excited to work with you. Yes, we are. Also, I still need t-shirts for my children. I just need t-shirts. They're super cute. I really do like the logo, though. Super cute. They are cute. All right. Or, um, I don't think he wants us to say cute because, like, he's manly. Okay. Well, they are really cute. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right. We are ready for number two. Okay. I had a hard time coming up with my murder. And Bitch, I went through three different murders before I found one that I was okay with. I went with a lot of them. But Jordan helped me out and reminded me of this one, and it's such a good one. All right, I'm here for it. I am going to tell you about Donnie Whiskey Row. Oh, she's getting her snacks out. I'm hungry. (laughs) Donnie Whiskey Row and Ricky Juvie DeBoos. DeBoos. All right, so we're going to talk about Donnie and Ricky. In October 2001. I feel like they are. Hold on. I feel like they like live in like bum nowhere. Oh, Donnie. (laughs) All right. Well, in October 2001, Donnie Rowe is fresh out of jail. He's uh-huh. been serving a seven-month sentence in Tennessee. Donnie and Edward Rust, they decided to rob another man at a rest stop off of I-85 or I-75. Wait, do what? What was that? They decided to rob another man what? At a rest stop off of oh, I-75. Okay. I heard a soft stuff. I was like, what? <laughs> Y'all, he doesn't listen to me. I'm deaf. Okay. All right, following their robbery, they decided to force their way, their way into a Super 8 motel in Bibb County, Georgia, mm-hmm. and they demanded money. Out of Super 8? Out of Super 8. Yeah, so they think they're real classy. Yeah. They're carrying a shit ton of plastic stuff <laughs> yeah. in there. Uh-huh. Um, they got all of them cards. They can put money on them. <laughs> they cut the phone lines. Um, Donnie tells one victim that, I'm going to kill you, or I should kill you, because you only have $3, and this is just not worth my time. 
He angrily fires a shot into the headboards just inches from where another victim is sitting. And then he yells at the man or the men not to move or try and call the police or he's just going to kill them both. It only takes 30 minutes for them to be arrested after they left. (laughs) 30 minutes. And so that's why he was serving his seven month sentence. Jackass. Oh, wait, wait. I'm so wrong. That is not why he was serving the seven months. But in, um, <laughs> it was after he, he got out. The seven months, he got out. And, and then did he that? did this. Like, right after he got out. Okay. So then, um, at his trial in May 2002, he takes the stand. He denies all of these claims. Like, they're what? wrong. They, like, I didn't do that. He tells the jury he has no idea how these two victims, how their belongings ended up in the vehicle he was driving at the time of his arrest. 30 minutes after my pants. they were robbed. <laughs> He is given life in prison without the possibility of parole for his short-lived little crime spree. Okay, is that your story. That's yeah. my whole story. That's it. <laughs> no. Thank you, Death Row Defense. <laughs> Y'all have a great day. So now we're gonna go to September eighth, two thousand and thirteen, and we're gonna talk about Ricky. Okay. Why are you confused? I'm giving you a backstory. They have all different names too. Yeah. It's not all Tom there Thompson. There was Donnie, Tom and he got arrested. But he's serving a life sentence. A life sentence, okay? Just keep okay. listening. It'll make sense once we get there. Just, okay. Yeah, just, just, just keep listening. Hold on. Okay. Um, and now we're going to talk about Ricky. September 8th, 2013, he posted a Facebook status. You ready for this? Oh, shit. I've changed for the best. No more asking me for stuff if you ain't changed. Don't bother asking me for anything. I'm done with my old life. True friends will understand. No Word. punctuation in the any word of that. That was, that was a rap song. Is what that was. Right trying, he's like, Eminem, listen, man. Y'all, I've changed my life, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm a good person now. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Fast forward a year to September 3rd, 2014, and um, him and his friend decide they're going to rob a store. Oh, he's changed. So he's that, changed. He's a changed man. So that makes me think of Haley when Finn was potty training, and she literally posted on Facebook, like, <laughs> does anyone have any tips on how to potty train a young boy? And then 30 minutes later, she's like, does anyone know how to get urine out of the carpet? <laughs> All right. So Ricky and his friend decide they're going to rob a store. They meet up with um, one of their friends, a 67-year-old homeless veteran. What? And, yeah. They don't rob him, do they? Well, listen. Okay. They're going to buy a 45 caliber handgun from him. Oh. And then rob the store. That's the plan. Oh. The veteran hands over the gun. And uh, after that, Daryl, he takes out a 9mm handgun and demands the veteran's wallet. Mind you... This he, is a homeless man. Shot up. And the guy's like, I don't That's, have any money. And then he, they're like, you're give useless. Me, give me all the cans. <laughs> so the veteran hands over his wallet. Uh, but Daryl shoots him in the hand anyways. With the gun that he was selling them. <laughs> Ricky and his friend then take off with the victim's wallet. It did have money in it, though. They at least got $120. Shit! Right? Um, a debit card and a driver's license. They make a lot of money sitting on the corner. They do. Though. They really do. The victim, he says that he thought of Ricky like a grandson to him. Like, they were close. <laughs> and I mean, What kind I'm, of shit-ass grandkids you got? Right? Obviously, like, he knows who robbed him. So, it didn't take long. And then they were arrested. Daryl is found guilty and sentenced to life. And then, which Daryl was the friend. And then Ricky pleads guilty to armed robbery and aggravated assault. 
and theft by taking. And he receives a 20-year 20 20 year sentence in prison without the possibility of parole. He's eligible for release in 2034. Thank you. Thank you so much. I hope y'all enjoyed my story. So, so, Are you f***ing serious? No. <laughs> oh, so, my God. So, hold on. You go and rob someone. You, well, first of all, you go ask him, like, hey, man, you know that gun you got? I'll buy it from you. You go there. You buy it from them, a guy that you know and have talked to. They give you the gun, and then they're like, hey, give me all your stuff. And they just leave you like, oh, they'll just, they won't call the cops it'll on be, yeah. He likes us. We're friends. So yeah, it'll be fine. Friends, so. He won't call the cops on Don't worry. I just, I just, it was just a pinky finger, and you don't really I use know. it for much. Okay. <laughs> Wait, that wasn't your, what the f*** does that have to do with your story? This, You'll this, find this, out. Oh, okay, okay. I'm with it. Sorry. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm ready. Go. I just wanted to give you backstories about two random inmates. <laughs> no big deal. I'm so lost. Okay. Okay. So we're going to June 13th, 2017. Okay. Okay. So we Are fast forward. Are you taking forward. notes? Uh, yeah. No, she's she's doodling, ignoring me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How dare you? Karma. All right. All right. Sergeant Christopher Monica and Sergeant Curtis Billow are transporting 33 prisoners from State Prison in Milledgeville to the Jackson Prison. At 645 on Georgia 16 between Eatonton and Sparta. Oh, shit. Right here. Right here. Okay. Two inmates, Donnie Rowe and Ricky DeBoo. DeBoo. I don't know why I hate him so much. Mr. DeBoo. DeBoo. It doesn't his name. Call Jack Shit Tommy. It doesn't matter because he's a piece of shit. Right. So Donnie and Ricky, they attack the two officers. There's a gate that separates the officers and the inmates, and that gate had unfortunately been left unlocked. The officers failed to double lock the cuff on Ricky's wrist and ankles prior to him being loaded on the bus. Wow. Ricky easily slides his hands out of the restraints and is able to make his way to the gate. Sergeant Monica was asleep on the passenger seat or in the passenger seat. And his Department of Correction Issues handgun is sitting in a gun box on the dash that's not locked. Ricky takes the service weapon and shoots both Sergeant Monica and Sergeant Blue. What a (gasps) Uh (gasps) Uh-huh. Take that out. No. (laughs) What a douche. He is a douchey for that. Yes. So, Donnie and Ricky are the only two inmates out of the 33 to escape. They leave the other 31 sitting shackled on the bus. No, they don't. Yes, they do. Oh, my. I mean, what? <laughs> um, one of the inmates that was on the bus with them, he says that they noticed that, in, or they noticed that they had failed to lock the gate immediately after they were loaded on the bus. Donnie even tried to test the guards. He opened the gate and then let it slam back shut. And Sergeant Monica woke up, looked around, asked Donnie if he was okay, and then Donnie said, yeah. Um, Three or four minutes later, he gathers all of his chains together, opens the gates, and then hits Sergeant Monica in the head. The inmate said that the two men struggled, and Sergeant Monica appeared to get the upper hand. When the driver slammed on the brakes, the two fell, or the pair fell into the stairwell. Ricky made his way to the front compartment and then Donnie throws him the gun or the gun box. Ricky loads the weapon, fires and kills Sergeant Monica and then points it at Sergeant Blue and tells him to open the doors. He refuses. He says, you know, I can't do that and so Ricky shoots him twice and kills him. That's terrible. Right? 
The two inmates proceed to kick out a window. They then steal a green Honda at gunpoint because they are on Georgia 16. And they leave the driver unharmed. Like, they don't hurt him. They just pull him out of the car and take the car. Okay, well, at least they didn't hurt somebody else. The other 31 inmates, they remain on the bus for nearly half an hour before the first um, sheriff's officer arrives. Did they, like, put out a call right then? No, I mean, they can't call anyone. The guy that got carjacked, he was also, you know, had no no phone because they took everything. Okay. So they had to wait for someone else to come by and call. Oh, shoot. Putnam County Sheriff Howard Seals is the first law enforcement that arrives on scene. He forces the doors open and questions the inmates and asking, you know, like, where are they going? Do y'all know where they're going to? And nobody knows. These oh. two break into a home in Madison, Georgia. Oh! Um, they ransack it. They steal food, clothing, and they leave behind their prison uniforms. They later steal a white Ford pickup and leave the area. But can I tell you that I was at work this night. <gasps> and... Where? I was working at National. Okay. I was on 402, and we had no idea where they were. What? So, I knew that this was going on. I had no idea where they were, and Madison is not far from us, right? Oh, my God. I think I remember this. Mm -hmm. So, that night, I get a call for a lift assistance, Mm -hmm. and I walk in, and the door is unlocked. And this is a residence that I've been to a million times. Okay. And the door is unlocked which is unusual. Normally, we have to get the key and then go inside. Yeah. It was a frequent flyer. Yeah. I walk in. All the lights are off, and there is a body laying on the floor. I was like, peace out. I'm, I'm done. Bye, Don. You have a good life. I'm uh, getting in the ambulance. We're, we're leaving. Scene's not safe. Scene's not safe. Uh, because I didn't know. Like, did they break into this house? Were they dead? The guy was dead, yeah. Um, but Don's like... Don was like, Beth, like, somebody called us for a lift assist. We have to go help this. So, it ends up being, like, the guy was not killed by these two inmates, okay. thankfully. But I was scared. I really thought that it was happening. Oh, my gosh. So, no, ma'am. Right? 6.30 p.m. that night, a reward of $30,000 is raised to capture the two. Around 7.37, um, Conyers police investigate unconfirmed reports that the pair have been sighted in that area. And 11 p.m. the same day, the reward is increased to $70,000. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. They want these two found. Mm-hmm. They make their way to Tennessee. At one point, Ricky tears down a wanted poster with both of their pictures on it while they're at a truck stop. In Tennessee. Uh, it was somewhere along the way, yeah. Um, they spend the night in an abandoned church near Lynchburg, Tennessee. And that's where they leave the white truck that they had stolen in Madison, Georgia. Oh, my gosh. Um, they hike through the woods. They even float down the river at one point, and they build a fire and cook cabbage that they've stolen. But they decide this outdoor life is just not for them. So they end up breaking into the home of Robert and Rebecca Hickerson. Did they shoot them? Could you listen to my story? Sorry. <laughs> Haley's like, are they dead? What happened? <laughs> then what happened? Mm-hmm. So they break into the house. They don't so much as break in as the back door is unlocked and they just opened it and walked in, but still. Robert walks into the home and finds his wife and the two inmates sitting in the living room. He's like, listen, I'll do whatever you want me to do. I will take you wherever you want to go. You can have whatever you want. Just leave us alone. 
And three hours after they broke into the house, they end up tying the cover up, couple up with the strips of their bed sheets. So they like they, they cut their bed sheets, prison style. Yeah, mm-hmm. and tie them up. And then the pair steal the couple's jeep and their cell phone. They actually, I think it's Ricky that calls his brother and is like, "Hey man, what's up?" <laughs> and his brother's like, "No, sir. What right? you doing, man? <laughs> we <laughs> hanging out at this place, right?" <laughs> The couple finally are able to get free. They make a frantic phone call to law enforcement. And shortly after that, the first law enforcement officer finds their vehicle going down the road. More law enforcement quickly join in and the chase is on. They reach I-24 and Ricky grabs the stolen weapons that are the weapons that they've stolen. And he starts firing at all of the cop cars chasing them. Shut up. But nobody's injured and the cops don't shoot back because it's not safe for them to fire back at them so they just continue to follow them okay the inmates end up crashing they take off on foot they jump a fence run through a cow pasture and into the woods ricky calls his brother again his brother his tells brother him, and him must be really tight right his, his brother's <laughs> like man just give up yeah. <laughs> come on like they got you just yeah. give up they end up coming upon a home and attempt to steal another vehicle. Jesus. They came back? No, they just, like, found another home. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, But this homeowner, he's not having it. He shops at... DeadCrowDefense.com. Boom! Um, So he's not having any of their shit. He holds them at gunpoint until law enforcement can arrive and take the two into custody. Like, there are pictures of them laying... Place down in this guy's driveway, and he's like, "Nah, man, just lay there." You know, you know, you know, you know what? You just need to make sure that you are fully equipped to to handle your situation, right? And to not get murdered. With (laughs) JetCodeDefense.com. Thank you. Um, The two are now facing the death penalty. The prosecutors refuse to accept any plea deals. They're like, "Nah." You that, are. Yeah. that prosecutor gave up. He's like, please f-ing kill these guys. <laughs> right. Like, please. Like, um, so well, I guess he's technically the defense. They want to plead guilty and then have the death penalty removed. And he's like, nah, <laughs> no, man, y'all are, y'all are dying. Yeah, we're done. We're done here. Um, Donnie Rowe's trial was scheduled to be April 5th of 2021. Mm-hmm. But, you know, COVID-19. F- COVID. So it's postponed until August 30th. Well, it's coming up. Right. Oh, we're going to have to have an update. Yeah. It'll be a bonus episode as an update. Um, yeah. They are supposedly going to hold it in Grady County, which is 200 miles from Putnam. But, you know, they move things all the time because uh-huh. it's gotten such a big... Yeah. Especially in a small place like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. But there are some good things that came from this. Minor good things, but there are some good things. Some... Changes. Some, yeah, some changes. <laughs> Joe now literally looking at Joe like, the fuck is she about to say? Some changes are made. The Department of Corrections now requires a chase car. So, you know, the white buses that go through? Yeah. They have to have another car behind them. So, if something happens, that car can make a phone call saying, okay, hey, yeah. something bad has happened. Let's against them. Silver lining. Yeah. Um, they also have put cameras on all the buses. And the padlocks for the gates now are require a key to be removed to like force the, make sure that they're locked properly, so that you know the gates are going to be locked from now on. They won't be able to get out. You know what sucks Done. is that it took two people dying, yeah. right? And it's probably I'm not blaming the whole like transit or whoever's doing that. It, I, the state it's probably just they wouldn't receive funding for it because yeah, right? They didn't want to give them money because they can 
throw it somewhere else. And so it took two people dying for them to finally get some money. Isn't that That's awful? A, that is like, yeah, you know they, they don't have the funding for yeah. that. No, it's like, yeah. I'd rather go build some parks. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, we have enough. How mm-hmm. about we fix some shit? So, but that that's my story. It was short. That was really good. But so, I liked it. I was invested. I have a personal story with this one, too, and Beth already knows it. But I was on shift that day. I was working a 24-hour shift. And in Madison? Yeah, in Madison. Shut <laughs> up. I think I remember calling y'all. So because <laughs> like, I'm like, oh my god, are y'all okay? It was so we were sitting there and they had like this big class going on too. So there's a whole bunch of people there. Well then we got news that they get, were like found some evidence that they're just south or but you know, Putnam County's just south of Morgan County anyways. Yeah. But that they're like close to the county line. And so it was the funniest thing because the station is at the sheriff's office. So you go out and you see all these people going to their personal vehicles and grabbing all their guns and then bringing them back inside. Oh, uh, hell then, yes. So anyways, day goes on. It's around lunchtime. So we go to this place um, down there that's a pretty local common place. We get down there and my buddy Josh calls me and he's like, hey, they've been spotted like right around the corner from y'all. And we're like, what? So the house they broke into in Madison was literally like a hundred yards away from where we were getting food at. No. We so we but we thought Josh was joking. And so yeah. we're like, Oh yeah, right, whatever. So we got in our squad and we drove around there and it was just like a sea of blue lights all down this road. <laughs> like, let me turn. And I'm like, All right, maybe he was telling the truth on let this. Let me one. go back this other way. Yeah, yeah that's terrifying. Yeah. That is terrifying. Yeah, I liked oh. this one, though, because I remember it, and I remember being at work and being, and like, I straight up left on in that house. I was like, bye. <laughs> you got to go. He's like, Beth, come on. We have to do our job. And I'm like, um, no, no, no. <laughs> no, thank you. That one's dead. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did like him. I liked him a lot. Thank you for coming to join us. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can get um, at Spotify, um, the little purple icon on your Apple products, or anywhere that you get your podcast from. Yeah, if you find somewhere that you can't get it, just let me know, and I'll put it on there, too. Yep, she's got that technology stuff done. Um, Don't forget to leave us a review. Rate us. Not not one star. Yeah, rude. (laughs) Um, Go find us on Facebook. Give us a like. Give us a share. And if you want to, go to www.patreon.com slash just another murder cast. There are different tiers, different levels. You can get bonus episodes, stickers, t-shirts, and a poster. poster. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, go ahead. But we do have our bonus episode coming out either today or tomorrow. Maybe the next day. Who knows whenever it gets up. (laughs) But it'll be out this week. And so yeah. we'll do bonus episodes every month. Yep. If you go onto Patreon, you can sign up to get the bonus episodes. I'm not sure which tier it's on, but you could take a look. If you have any questions, let us know. If you have any case suggestions, let us know. And again, don't forget to shop deadcrowdefense.com. Right. Don't get murdered. Use the promo code YAYJAM for 10% mm-hmm. off. And let us know what you purchase. Yeah, we're excited. I'm so excited. Okay, goodbye. Bye.